Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Welcome back to the Autism Helper Podcast. I want to spend some time on the podcast this week talking about life skills. Now, if you are an early childhood teacher and you're like, oh, this doesn't apply to me, let me skip to the next episode, hold on a second. Because life skills to me are more than vocational skills. And life skills to me are more than what we teach in high school and transition. There are things that we want to really start early because these are the important behaviors that we need to be independent, to be successful later in life. I often get asked, especially by junior high and high school teachers, when should I switch from academics to life skills? And my answer is never. You should never switch from academics to life skills. And I understand the root of what they're asking. When do we go from like focusing on phonics to focusing on sorting laundry and, and having kind of that more of that transition on switching gears? But my, my challenge in those scenarios is to really think about how often we use academic skills on a daily basis. We use academic skills all day. When we are setting our laundry, we read the settings. When we are making a recipe, we use measuring cups to measure and count. When we are finding directions to a new location, we use listening comprehension to listen to the steps. We use reading comprehension to read the steps. We use academics all day, every day. So instead of thinking about, okay, I'm going to stop working on academics and start working on life skills, I really want the focus to be more, I'm going to start working on academics with a life skills twist. 
And we can start this early. We can start this in early childhood. We want to think about what those next goals are in that next season of life. Hey, when you're gonna when you're in junior high, the expectation will be that you do chores around the house, house that you're able to make yourself a simple snack. And what are the academic skills involved in those things? And how can we start teaching that in elementary, right? So we always want to embed academics in everything we do. And this is important for me to, I've been thinking and talking about life skills so much lately because we've been working on our life skills curriculum for probably like the last six months. And we're so excited that it's finally finished. And we wanted our life skills curriculum to go really nicely with our functional literacy and functional math curriculum that we already have. And I'm excited about how these three will work together. The functional literacy and the functional math do exactly what I'm just talking about, working on academics with that functional twist. And life skills is like the last piece of this trifecta that's going to work on community and household-based skills that our learners really need. And I'm excited to have all three done and completed because they're going to be they're going to work so well for kids really of a lot of different ages and a lot of different skill sets. So in this conversation about life skills today, I want to share four important components of teaching life skills and how we can do this with our older students, our junior high, high school students, and then how we can be aware and start this process for our younger learners as well. The first component to think about when teaching life skills is to think long-term, and that kind of goes into what I was just talking about. We want to think about those long-term goals we have for our students. Whether you teach early childhood or junior high or high school, think about and start having conversations with parents and caregivers about what life is going to look like in five years, in 10 years. And they may not know yet, but we can kind of think a little bit more detailed, which is sometimes easier. Think about chores. Think about accessing the community. Think about traveling. Think about things that we want that student to be able to do on their own or with minimal help. Instead of being like, hey, what job do you want your child to have in 15 years? They're like, I don't know. Instead, be like, hey, what snacks would be helpful for your child to be able to make on their own? That's an easier question to answer, right? Even though it's more detailed. So start to think about those long-term goals. Now, especially if you teach older students, junior high, high school, and transition, then we're really going to focus, obviously, on that next season of life, on adulthood. Start to really paint that picture and think about all the different things in your life that you do independently. That means navigating between home and work. That means getting ready for the day. That means not only making a snack or a meal, but making sure you have the groceries for the snack or the meal and cleaning up after the snack or the meal, right? So we want to think through all of those different areas of your day and your life that you can do successfully and then translate that to instruction. And having those long-term goals is great because it might take a while to build some of these skills. These are hard skills, right? The skill of doing laundry is a harder skill. The skill of using an oven correctly is a harder skill. So we might need to start it many years before we need that independence. And that's okay. That's why we start thinking about some of these things in junior high. Yeah, the child's only 12, but we want to start working and talking about these things. And when we start working on them in school, This really translates to the household setting because we're able to have conversations with parents and caregivers. I taught junior high for 10 years and I love junior high because to me it's a sweet spot between elementary and high school. We don't have like too many of the crazy puberty behaviors yet. And, you know, our fifth graders or sixth graders as they're entering junior high are kind of still babies in a little way. But we really do get to start focusing on these academic life skills in a new way. And what I loved about it was the conversations that this brought up with parents. 
Because some parents and caregivers may not yet be giving their kids some of those responsibilities in the household, even maybe that some of their siblings have. Like I would love to be like, hey, I love to, to ask like, hey, what chores does your child have when they come home? And a lot of times parents are like, oh, shoot, yeah, I should be giving them chores. Like, yeah, they should clean up their room and they should make their bed and they could set the table and empty the dishwasher and think about things that your other children do. And let's let's work on on this child doing this as well and being that, you know, contributing member of your family in the way that they're capable of. And those were great conversations to start. And I used to do home visits and those were great things to talk about in home visits. And to really empower parents to teach their children these things to do in the home because we want the instruction to happen in both settings. So when we start to have those long-term goals, then we can start to kind of move in that direction slowly with those benchmark steps along the way. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The next thing to think about when teaching life skills is we want it to be real world based, meaning we want to use real photos, real scenarios, be in the community, have it be as close to the real situation as possible. Now, it's ideal if you can be using real things, like you want to work on the skill of grocery shopping in the grocery store, right? That would be great. Now, we can't go to the grocery store every single day or sometimes even every week or every month. So we want, we do want to contrive some situations to build those skills in the classroom. But when we're doing that, we want to make sure the materials we're using for instruction are as close to the real world setting as possible. Research has really shown that skills generalize more readily when instruction looks as similar to the real thing as possible. That makes sense, right? So especially with my junior high and high school students, this is great news because I don't want you playing grocery store with play food. I don't, right? It looks babyish. It's not age appropriate. I want you practicing grocery store skills with real photos of grocery stores, grocery store tags. I want you to use a YouTube video of someone in the grocery store. If you're going to use food, I want you to use a real box of macaroni and cheese to read the price or the expiration date on it, right? Use real items because that's going to translate more readily to those skills being used in the real world. We made such an effort to do this with our life skills curriculum and our functional math and functional literacy curriculum. All of the images in there are real photos that are real world based. Like we took photos of our own receipts. We found great photos of things in restaurants and menus and cell phones and map directions and work schedules and all things that you can see in the real world because we want that learning that's done on pen and paper in a, in a classroom that's more contrived, we want that learning to translate to the real world. And we can do that by making the learning materials look real world based. And we made such an effort with that. And I love how these three curriculum turned out because it does that. It has all of these real photos. And that was very time intensive on our end, but it was on purpose because we want the learning to generalize. So think about that when selecting your instructional materials. The third thing to consider when teaching life skills is to embed reinforcement. We should obviously do this with all instruction we do, but a little bit of something different to consider when teaching life skills is as much as possible, we want to embed naturally occurring reinforcers. So what will happen in the real world 
when we engage in these behaviors. A lot of cool things, right? When you engage in life skills behaviors in the real world, you get awesome things typically, right? When you go into a pizza restaurant and you give them money and order your pizza, guess what? They give you pizza. Every time I walk into a Starbucks and give them more money, they give me a Starbucks. Those are naturally occurring reinforcers. Now, for some things that we work on and skills that we work on, it's going to be easy to do that, like anything with delicious food and treats, right? Other things, it's going to be trickier, like doing your laundry or cleaning the house, right? There's not so many naturally occurring reinforcers embedded in there. With those scenarios, we want to still highlight the naturally occurring reinforcers. Look, when we put our things away, we can find them later. Isn't that great? When we clean up our markers, we now have the markers next time we want to use them. Or when I put away my Legos, I can find them later. These are things we can start talking about in early childhood. The important executive function of organization should be started at early childhood at these basic levels of cleaning up so you can find your materials later, right? Important life skill. But the other thing that we can do is we can also add in some contrived reinforcement as well. Things that are actually reinforcers for that individual, we can add that in as well. And guess what? You and I do that all the time, right? Think about if you have a a lot of chores to do. Do you put something at the end of those chores to like look forward to? I know I do. I'm like, okay, once I get all this laundry done, then I'm going to sit down and watch Real Housewives right? That's my contrived reinforcer that I'm adding to this scenario. We do this all the time, right? You put your kids to bed. You're like, okay, I'm going to clean up the kitchen. I'm going to load the dishwasher. I'm going to real quick run the vacuum. Then I can sit down and watch my shows, right? First then. Do the same thing with your students. Hey, after we do this, then we're going to get something awesome. So make sure to embed reinforcement because we want to give them that why. And the last component for teaching life skills is start early. This has kind of been the recurring theme of this whole conversation. Life skill instruction and focus shouldn't start in junior high. We should start to think about this in early childhood, really with all of our learners, with all of our kids. We want to start thinking about where independence will be. We want to start thinking about what they'll be able to do on their own and empower them to do that, whether that be to utilize a coping strategy, whether that be to read, whether that be to utilize a math strategy. That's what we want to think about. With any academics we teach, we know that there's going to be a functional use later. So be thinking about that and pulling back support. A lot of this is really going to be involved with prompt fading and effectively fading our prompts because that independence piece is what's going to give our kids those opportunities later in life. If they keep needing us to help add up coins, it's going to be a struggle to go to a store on your own and pay for something with money, right? So that independence thing is what we really want to focus on early, prompt fading, do it on your own. And that's important to think about with early childhood, and I've been talking about this a lot in trainings lately, is that you know prompt fading has to be purposeful. Prompt fading doesn't happen on accident. It's not successful when we just hope for it. We have to plan for prompt fading. Prompt fading, I think, is a lot more challenging in early childhood. I literally have had people tell me, oh, I don't mind helping him. He's so cute. It's fine. I don't mind. I'm like, well, it's cute now because he's four, but it's not going to be cute when he's 14, right? Start that prompt fading now. Start pulling back and getting your kids successfully independent now as much as possible. Obviously, what independence looks like for a four-year-old is very different than for a 14-year-old, but we want to be constantly pushing that independence piece, and that will allow for a lot of those next opportunities later in school to build a lot of these great life skills because we're going to have that independence piece already there. 
All right. So thanks for joining my chat on life skills. We talked about how to think about those long-term goals, using real-world-based instructional materials, embedding reinforcement, and starting life skills instruction early. Our new life skills curriculum is coming out, and I am so, so excited about it. If you teach junior high, high school, or transition, you 100% need this in your classroom. I'm so proud of how it turned out. We spent a lot of time and energy researching and building this out, so it's a really, really great tool for you to use to build a lot of different skills. Can't wait for you to see it. If you have any questions on it, let me know. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for it. And think about life skills. Whatever grade you are in, whatever role you are in, whatever grade your age your child is, if you are a parent, start to think about how you can improve independence and how you can teach functional skills that will help them in that next season of life. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper Podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.